have to win there. Painter understands it. Oh, anybody! God, I can't see the masses! Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great numbers. Take the numbers. Edwards steps it in. It is Thursday night. It's February 2nd, 2023. Happy Groundhog's Day to everybody out there. If, if you celebrate such a thing, saw the uh, groundhog, saw a shadow. So. I don't know uh, what that means. I, still, I never remember what it means. That's, I don't remember the exact amount, but that means winter is going to be longer uh, than it would if you didn't see it. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So, way to go, Phil, you little go, Phil. groundhog. So, is what it is. Hopefully that's six more weeks of uh, enjoyable Boilermaker basketball like it was Absolutely. last night. I'm Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, my co-host here with me, Andrew Eiler. Uh, we don't think he's going to join us tonight. I don't know. Maybe he'll pop in at some time. Not sure. Busy time to be an accountant. It is. That is uh, that's an understatement. Just mm-hmm. just a little bit. Um, but how are we doing tonight, Webb? He's still uh, riding that high from all the Mason Gillis three pointers last night. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's still hitting them. It feels like that was incredible. It really was. Um, Your first first time back in Mackey for the year. Yes, yes. It was great to be back. Thank you for, for inviting mm-hmm. me. Um, it was too long. It's been too long since I got back in there, but it was rocking last night, especially mm-hmm. for a 6.30 game. Mm-hmm. 6.30 tips are weird. <laughs> um, they're kind of hard to get to for a lot of people. Um, but uh, the Mackey crowd showed up, showed out. Close game till halftime, or close game at halftime, six-point game. Um, kind of, I mean – Obviously, it was flip. I mean, when we played Penn State in the Palestro, you know, we were down. I believe we were down six at halftime. They were down game. nine. Was it nine? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, a close game. Then Purdue, kind of like we did with this game, kind of came out in the second half and just kind of took control and didn't give it up pretty much from the, the ball being inbounded to start the second half. So it was yeah, quite impressive. You know, you, you know, you wonder, you know, as a team, you know, with obviously with the game coming up on Saturday, you know, the big one, you know, how would this team handle, you know, and obviously Penn State, you know, they're good, but they're not, you know, it's not like they were right there with us at the top of the Big Ten standings. You, know, you wonder where their head's at as a team, especially with some younger guys, but it was almost business-like in the second half of how they were just able to, you know, take care of business and just really kind of handled what they needed to do to get ready for Saturday. Yeah, um, Penn State scored to start the second half to get with them four, and I thought, here we go, this could be a dogfight. Mm-hmm. But then after that, something something a little fire under Purdue or really Mason Gillis and mm-hmm. he just kept hitting three after three. And I, mean, I thought Penn State did pretty good on Edie. Yes, Edie mm-hmm. had 18 points, 13 rebounds, even though that seemed like a quiet night for him. Yeah. I thought they had a good game plan attacking him from all different angles, but they just got lost guarding Millis or mm-hmm. guarding Millis, guarding Gillis. Uh, see, I combined his name there, Mason Gillis, <laughs> Millis, kind of like that. Uh, they got lost guarding Gillis multiple times, and he just made them pay. I mean, mm-hmm. nine for 12 from three point range. <laughs> this was a guy shooting around 30%. From three point range for the year, um, I never would have guessed he would hit five in a game. Probably his Purdue. Yeah, career. yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I would not have guessed if someone's going to break Robbie's record. I mean, I guess it was Robbie, what Robbie, Ryan, and Carson all had eight at Mackey. Um, if you were to ask me who was going to break on the scene, I would have said lawyer, maybe as like a junior, <laughs> you know, at that right, point, right? But not Mason Gillis, uh, coming off the bench, nevertheless. But I mean, hey, when you're in the zone, you're in the zone. Obviously, we've we've seen in the past, you know, especially last year, Gillis being a, you know, not obviously not a volume shooter, but a, you know, a, a steady shooter, you know, cons- pretty consistent, you know, very reliable in the very, at the very least. And we hadn't seen that this year. And it was actually kind of funny. I was reminded of this after the game, listening to the post game, because I listened to the pregame show and they were interviewing uh, coach Paul Lusk and they were kind of talking and they're, they brought up Mason and then he even Paul's like, you know, he's a good shooter. He's had, he just hadn't shown it this year and you know he'll, he will eventually. And, lo and behold he showed us last night we're riding down to the game last night i i uh about told the guys i was riding with that uh, i think mason gill's gonna break out tonight but of course i didn't <laughs> and, and yeah. even if i did i would have never guessed we we're gonna get 29 points out of them including mm-hmm. nine three-pointers made i mean i thought maybe you know 12 13 points mm-hmm. eight boards or something something like that um yep. but uh man if, if purdue can have role players like that step mm-hmm. up the rest of the season just adds yet another element of difficulty to prepare for the number one team, in the, the number one unanimous team in the country. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. man. That's kind of what we're going to need to let alone win on Saturday, but even just like make a run in the tournament is we're going to need guys like that to, you know, step up. Cause obviously, you know, Zach can get his, but you know, when teams make it difficult on him and you can't get 32, 38, 39 points like he has against Michigan state, you know, we're going to need someone else, whether that's, Obviously, we know you know you look at Braden and Fletcher as being guys who potentially step up, but you know first has stepped up. He said a big in Michigan State, but then we need those bench guys between Mason, whether it's Newman or it's Jenkins, who's who's been playing well, better playing better lately. Um, that's what it's going to take to to make any sort of run when it comes to the tournament. What did you think of Shrewsbury's comments after the game? Uh, his opening statement kept it pretty short and sweet. Said uh, best team in the country, best player, best coach. I mean, you love, gotta love Shrews. Um, hoping he takes a job outside the Big Ten so I can root for him more openly. And plus, it's not uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I, I know Notre Dame football and basketball is different. Yeah. But... I've always liked Bray too, so I've never yeah. really had a problem with Notre Dame basketball. But yeah, I mean, he's a great coach. Definitely, uh, definitely probably one of the rising stars in the coaching. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm also a little biased, obviously, with him being a former Purdue coach because uh, you look at the record and all that. It's like it's not you know nothing great. They they were, I think, last either the last four in or last four buys last night. And I think they might be, I think Lenari had said that a loss would probably bump them out. Um, but at the same time, like you know, look how long it took Pat Chambers just to get Penn State to the NIT. Um, yeah. and, you know, Shrews has got these guys, you know, on the bubble as of right now. Uh, I think they can definitely get in you know, the way they shoot the ball. I mean, any given night they can put on you in a hurry. Um, I mean, they shot, oh, they shoot last night. They shot, um, 29 threes. Uh, I know listening again with the pregame, Lusco says you can't let them shoot that many threes because they're going to make a lot of them. But they went, you know, 11 for 29. So it could have been a lot worse. Um, only uh, 30 I minutes, mean, 37.9. So it's still pretty good uh, on that kind of volume. Uh, but they can, you know, if they're it's a better shooting night, they're going to absolutely bury some teams. Yeah. Or they're going to shoot themselves right out of it. It's kind of the you, you live by three, die by three sort of thing. Got a comment here from uh, Ray on Facebook. Said Newman is due. He looked good in preseason. Has really struggled with allowing <laughs> the game to come to him with the minute, limited minutes. Yeah, I think he definitely. Can, I think there was a stretch where he was playing really good, especially on defense. He played really good. I thought 
of his length. I mean, when you look at the Michigan game, he put him in, Painter put him in just simply because of his length. And then he gets fouled and has to hit two free throws, you know, kind of to kind of seal the game when he hasn't really been playing a whole lot. And credit to him, he knocks both of them down. Um, but yeah, I think he can definitely tell when he's out there. He's definitely hunting for a shot, I think, just to kind of get himself going, which is understandable. Um, but you kind of hope that it doesn't come back to bite you in some situations. Maybe Saturday's the day. I hope Maybe so. Saturday's the day. I was shocked after the game to see that Mason Gillis has the most points for a bench, a player off the bench in major out of the major conferences this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, game, that's, that's, that's wild. 29 performance. Yeah, I would have guessed. I don't know. Somebody went off for low 30s or something, which he right. should have had 30. He missed yeah. the uh, front of the, of the one-on-one. And in the post game, he said he had no idea where he yeah. stood until PJ Thompson uh, was giving him grief about missing that free throw. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that'd, that'd, be, hard that'd, that'd be, be really hard to do. That'd be really hard to do. Even just like, I mean, I mean, obviously we, were, we weren't Heidi one players, but I remember like when we played, you know, like it, you automatically just, you just count kind of in your head. Like at least that's what I did. Like you just kind of, kind of keeping tabs of certain things. Like as the game went on, like that's what I did uh, from time to time. So, I mean, I guess that's maybe that's why I wasn't a D1 player in the end, but well, for me, it wasn't hard to keep track of three or six. Points. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mainly shot three, so I knew how many yeah. I did and how many I didn't, but same thing with him last night. He was mainly shooting threes. Yeah. Um, I, I've always compared that to like, pro golfers i don't mm-hmm. know how they don't look over at the leaderboard oh yeah down the stretch i mean some of them do some don't i don't know how you you couldn't just to know yeah. you know strategy wise where you you stand and what you need to do but mm-hmm. uh, kudos to him i mean that means he was locked in uh, just a fun atmosphere last night fun game good win for the boilers a game mm-hmm. purdue could have easily overlooked mm-hmm. before saturday's game against indiana so now we took care of business still have that three three and a half game cushion mm-hmm. i think it is in the big 10 race um, so now you buckle up and go down south to Bloomington. Uh, it's going to be a 4 o'clock showdown, ESPN. Big Vital on the call. Indiana is ranked, even though they dropped one at Maryland earlier mm-hmm. this week on Tuesday. That place is going to be jumping. It's going to be stupid on another, on another level. Like, it's obviously, you know, it was going to be, you know, bonkers as it is, just because, you know, they, they're better this year than they were last year. Um, they obviously, they had a little hiccup there, kind of at the start of the Big Ten season when they lost four straight, but they've – and then they turned around and won five straight before losing to Maryland. So they've definitely figured some things out, unfortunately. Uh, I know we were kind of all laughing when they were on their four games about how they were, you know, not going to make the tournament anymore. And then they, you know, hey, you know, sometimes it's about who you, not who you play, but when you play them, they got a, you know, a, a limited Wisconsin team. They caught Illinois on an off night um, on the road and then kind of got some confidence and, you know, blasted Michigan State and Ohio State as well, um, which Ohio State is currently down. 14 at mm-hmm. home start the second half to wisconsin um they're just in free fall mode put a fork uh, in them they're done yeah um but then you know they turn around and lose to you know maryland on the road um uh, but they're you know they're, they're a really good team at home I mean last time their last home game which if you know had his own mason gillis moment where he hit i think, I think he also had nine threes on a similar shooting night so they, they can go off um i'm not feeling good about the game at all um because it's going to be just i mean are you know these freshman guys have played in some good environments between Michigan State, you know, at Ohio State at the time. The Palestra was a was a great environment, but this is going to be on another level for them. I don't know why. I mean, I told you on Monday. Ask me when we get to Friday. We're not the Friday yet, but I'm still pretty confident. Mm-hmm. I mean, I expect it to be a dogfight. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but maybe it's because Purdue's played well at Assembly Hall the last mm-hmm. six years or so. You know, and the two losses they've had were single digit losses. Mm-hmm. Um, four points and um, three points. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not, wasn't last year's three points? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, they're they're right there to the end, even if they lose. I know Indiana fans are still feeling very confident. I've seen oh, yeah. some stuff on some ex, some shorts on message boards um, from uh, – it might have been last night. Uh, they're pretty confident. Um, almost overly confident, which is funny. <laughs> so you're coming off a loss and you're playing the number one team in the nation. And, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But it, it's going to be a dogfight, I think. But I think it will come down to – I think Edie's going to get his. I think Jackson Davis has got to get his. Will Hood Shafino be hitting shots? Mm-hmm. Um, will Miller Cobb, for instance, be hitting shots? How will the young freshman, Braden Smith, Fletcher Lawyer, handle the probably most raucous environment they've ever played in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a reason, I'm not really worried about Lawyer. He seems to really embrace the moment. I know it's, I mean, I, I think Braden does too, but I think he can get, as we've seen with some games, and they're, they're definitely going to bump him a lot and really pressure him. You, we, we've seen him get a little frustrated, but. Maybe, but then you know, Painter has sat him. Then Jenkins has come in, which we know Jenkins being you know he's played and he's played at Kansas. So he's played in some of these big places. So maybe he might be really crucial. You know, giving maybe Braden a blow to kind of maybe calm him down or you know get him to relax, if that's the case. Um, but also, you look at maybe someone like Braden. You know, maybe does he play on a chip on his shoulder because he never got you know Indiana kid didn't get an IU offer. I mean, obviously, it's it sounded like he had a, he had not really ties to Purdue, but his family had you know had, were you know Purdue fans to a point. Um, even though you fans would think that, you know, if he had been offered, he would have crawled to Bloomington right. rather than go to Loft- West Lafayette. Um, do you think, you know, maybe some of these guys, they play with a chip on their shoulder because they didn't maybe get the offer or they didn't, you know, think that the premier program at the time offered them or whatever it may be. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. I could see Kaufman Wren having a good game. I mean, got to yeah. think majority of his friends are probably Indiana fans from where mm-hmm. he, the, the part of the state he's from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, everybody's got to step up. Everybody's got to step up. But what I like is we've had plenty of guys on the team that have played down there already, mm-hmm. including the junior class. I mean, they've not only played down there, they've played big minutes down there. Mm-hmm. Edie, Morton, Newman, Gillis. Gillis yep. So they've been through the fire. I mean, and last year was their first test at the environment because the year before it was COVID mm-hmm. here. But they've they've played there. They're familiar with it. So so I that that makes me feel a little more comfortable. But once again, I'm expecting a dogfight. I know the BPI on ESPN has IU, I think, a 53% chance mm-hmm. to win. So technically, going by that, we're underdogs. Yep. But I'll be I'll be interested to see what the official spread is once it comes out tomorrow. What do you think it'll be? I think Purdue favored by two to two and a half. Okay. That's would be my guess. I was thinking that or like guess. IU by like one. I think it was my yeah. – um, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I think – I think we'll put maybe you think we'll put Morton on Hutchifino. I don't know, just because of he's got the length. I don't know yeah. if he's got the quickness to keep up with him, but yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, you maybe put you know then Braden on maybe like a Trey Galloway and then uh, Fletcher. Oh, that's on. a big that's a big height mismatch though. But, yeah, but, I mean, but we haven't Fletcher really seen on, Trey on post up too much. So yeah, if he can get to the rim. He's shooting. I mean, he's shooting 50% from three this year. I mean, he's not taking a ton. He has, and he'll take two to three a game, but he's he's hitting them um, to the point, especially when he's wide open. He's only, he's you know pretty lights out, which is it, crazy to see. But His Achilles heel is he fouls a lot. He does, which is kind of – think he, that was kind of – yeah, watching the Maryland game the other night, that was kind of, I think, what did Indiana. It was he couldn't stay on the floor so we can get him in foul trouble. Um, you know, get their backup bigs in foul trouble, like little mm. Malik Renew. If he if as soon yes. as he comes off the bench versus Race Thompson, you know, Race Thompson has not looked great since he's come back from injury. Which I mean, the fact that he came back at all is pretty remarkable because that knee injury did not look good at all. Uh, but he's definitely 
not playing like he had been before injury. Um, but I mean, it's going to be Kennedy stay out of foul trouble. Um, you know, you know, don't let a, don't let multiple guys go off and kill you like they, like it did last year. Control. Mm-hmm. I think really if we can control turnovers, that's what I go back to. Like what makes me feel better about this game was you know last year. You know, I feel like Purdue was better, but we just we killed ourselves with just the yeah. stupid turnovers, especially like just how we had them when they happened. You know, we kind of we built a lead and then we kind of gave it right back. Kind of feel like towards the end of the first half when they went on a run um, and just couldn't couldn't get the defense. You know, couldn't get the stops when we needed them. So I feel a little bit better about this year because we're better defensively and we seem to take care of the ball a lot better. But then I'm also like, crap, but this IU team's also better than they were last they are. year. So. They are. If you remember last year, um, Ivy did not have a good first half, even got technical. He had a great second half. Um, mm-hmm. Rob Finnessy, of course, went nuts. It's the Rob Finnessy game, mm-hmm. as IU fans um, look back and, and call it. And then we and Purdue still had a game-winning shot at the rim. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, well, at the end it was a game tying shot, but before that, Trayvon Williams had a great look up one, yeah, did. and he, he did. airballed it. So from about five feet, so yeah. um, Purdue was still and right even, there. Even Ivy shot at the end looked like it was. It did. It looked pretty good to tie. It did. It did. So um, I don't know. I like what Mason said on post game last night. He said they remember last year getting the court rushed against them. And they don't want that to happen again. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I, I would, I would think if IU beats Purdue this time, they would not rush the court. I would think so. I would think yeah. so, even though Purdue is number one. Unless it's like a you know Kentucky situation, like what, like where it's a game winning yeah. shot, like I could, that you can't, you know, as much as the the emotion gets to you. But if it's yeah. yeah, I don't. If it's like you know they're up, you know, two or three and Purdue misses shot, I don't think yeah they'll rush the court. I mean, either. they are ranked twenty one, even though. Mm-hmm. Well, if they if they do get Purdue on Saturday, they probably they ranked. might stay in the rankings. Yeah, they might. I think they maybe would, fall yeah. a little, but they would probably stay in the rankings. Yeah. So it's gonna be interesting. It is gonna be interesting. Uh, like mm-hmm. I said, Nick Vitale's on the call, so buckle up and get ready for a lot of Robert Montgomery Knight references and mm-hmm. and even some Gene Katie references. Which just see Coach Katie's back on Facebook for mm-hmm. everybody that might have missed that. So go give him a friend request and give him a follow. So nice to see Gene back because. Uh, I don't know if it's Gene or his wife who's actually using using the account. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's his wife, but yeah, a lot of Purdue fans were kind of concerned because it kind of went yeah. kind of ghosted and it had problems with his account, so he had to create a new one. So I'm um, good to see Coach Katie back on there. Um, always looking forward to this game. I hate it, but I also look forward to it. Yeah, it's like I, I absolutely hate this game. And then when we win, it was like, that was the best feeling. Like, you know, that was yes. the greatest game <laughs> we've watched. But then when you lose, like last year was really rough. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those games where I don't look forward to it. No matter how, no matter how good we are, no matter how bad they are, we've, they've been at times, it's always been a dogfight. Um, you know, ranked matchups have not gone in Purdue's favor a lot. It's first ranked matchup since 2016, you know, with the AJ Hammond's, you know, mythical goaltending call. Hit the uh, rim. Yep. Yeah. So there was that's last time we played. We were both ranked. So hopefully we can start bucking that trend. It's crazy. They've only played or this. I think they've only played seventeen times in the since AB poll came out in the eighties. Like third time since two thousand or something like that. Yes, third time since two thousand. Only seventeen times. I'm like, that's crazy. But but it's just there's been stretches. You know, Purdue's been the better program the last six seven years, and Indiana hasn't. And before that, Indiana was really good. Mm -hmm. Purdue was really bad. For a couple mm-hmm. of years, and before that, Indiana was going out through the 
Kelvin Sanctions, Tom Crean era where Purdue was really good. They weren't. Mm-hmm. And then before that, they had some good battles, but they just usually weren't ranked for whatever reason right. on their team. So it's it's a it's a it's a fun rivalry, but it's it's one we I know we've talked about this when we were talking about the bucket back in the fall. You know, we know we have family members that have went to IU. We have friends that have went to IU. You know, in the state of Indiana, everybody knows somebody mm-hmm. that that's a Purdue fan or an IU fan. So it's a it's just a fun rivalry. Um, here's here's a question I was pondering today, and I wanted to ask you. I want to know who are your five least favorite sports teams overall. So, and, and for instance, IU basketball counts as a team. IU football counts. As a team. Mm-hmm. What, what would be your five overall in order from from uh, one to five? <laughs> IU basketball number one. I agree. That is number one for me as well. And I think I may go Michigan State basketball number two. All right. Notre Dame football is in there too, but I think just since I've moved away from Northern Indiana, I don't get it as much. You know, obviously where we're from, you know, growing up, you know, the new stations we get are all out of South Bend. So it's all we get is Notre Dame propaganda. But now that I've moved to the Indianapolis area, don't really hear about them. I mean, obviously there's Notre Dame fans around, um, not nearly as obnoxious as they are (laughs) part of the state. Um, a lot of my college because I mean, like pro teams, I you know I dislike. Like I hate the Packers, but at the same time, like college sports are a lot more important to me, so it's hard to sway that. Well, and they've owned the Bears for they've so owned long. the Bears. It's hard, it's, yeah, it's but hard that to... might make your patron rise yeah. too. I mean, it... so I was IU basketball, Michigan State basketball, Notre Dame football, Indiana football, Cubs. Yeah, I think I might th- I'm gonna throw the Cubs on there. Cubs yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like between Cubs and Packers, I was like, hear a lot more about the Cubs than I do yeah. the Packers. And then again, the Packers have just kind of owned Bears, which so is kind of like I'm, I'm just gonna give in to that and <laughs> try to not respect their dominance um, over the last my entire life. But <laughs> that I, I, you know, I don't have Michigan State basketball in my top five, but I should. Uh, they're probably Actually, maybe, maybe Michigan mention. State, they, they maybe Michigan State as a university, or maybe just Tom Izzo. I don't know how to. No, that's a good one. I don't know why I've never even considered them. Like, and they got to be right outside my top five. Mine would go mm-hmm. Indiana basketball one, Notre Dame football two, Indiana football three, and those two are really close. Yeah. It's just mostly, I don't know, just something about the Notre Dame arrogance. I just can't. Stand oh yeah, it that they they got their own channel on NBC, their national televised on all their away games. Just I don't know their fan base. They lose. A game early on the season, they almost don't want to watch anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, which is that would be miserable to be a fan of. Um, and after that, I'm a, I'm a really big NFL fan, a Broncos fan. So four and five go back and forth between the Chiefs and the Raiders. I probably <laughs> say Chiefs four, Raiders five because the Raiders just okay. haven't been as good. And the Chiefs have beat the Broncos 15 straight times. And so I was wondering if like it was the Chiefs because of their dominance and the Raiders just because of their fan base because they're just a, a oh they're jerks. They are mean people. and just like to fight. I will never go to a Raider Bronco game ever again. Was not fun at yeah, all, but no uh, so I have um, Carl here on YouTube says OSU everything. That's a good one. Yeah, assume it means Ohio State, not Oklahoma State. Just you know, yeah, yeah. I assume it's Ohio State. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a yeah, good I mean, one. I've I see Ohio State. I mean, I you know I I hated the Urban Meyer era just because of who Urban was as a person. Um, I don't hate Ryan Day. I think he's a pretty good coach. Uh, I think he's a really good coach. Um, basketball, I've never really had a. I mean, obviously. Maybe if this was like 2010, I might say Ohio State basketball because they were just we couldn't get past them for the most yeah. part. Or, 
Um, but since I'm not like Chris Holtman, hopefully Andrew's not listening. Um, but <laughs> even though he's probably gonna, he may lose his job after this year. I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's bad, but. Ray, Ray's got the comment of the night, a very accurate fact here, in my opinion. Half the Notre Dame fans or IU basketball fans, uh, they go hand in hand. They do. The list. That's true. They do. They got those reversible jackets. They got those reversible jackets. It'll be interesting in the future when they play each other in uh, in football. I guess it's, I guess they can't lose that game as a fan. Because yeah. if IU somehow wins, then they'll, they'll clamor that they're IU football fans. So, mm-hmm. so it's – We've come from that here. Uh, Yes, we do. Uh, let's see. He says, "Are you are you basketball, Notre Dame football? Are you football Yankees? Yankees? Thank you, <laughs> Red Sox fan. Though. That's not that's not I surprising. Oh yeah, he yeah yeah. He was blowing up my phone in October when the Yankees fell apart <laughs> in the playoffs. So I would I'd be interested to meet anybody that has an NBA team in their top five. Um, just because I don't know too many really passionate NBA fans anymore. I guess I guess I could see the Lakers." Not only because yeah. LeBron effect, just because they've won so much historically. I mean, there may be some like Pacer fans, or maybe the old school Pacer fans that maybe hate the Knicks just because, yeah. um, because that era. Um, I mean, it's just some Pacer fans hate the Bulls just because because sure. Jordan kept getting Reggie's sure. way. Sure. Um, yeah, or anybody who hated the the bad boy Pistons. Yeah, at that, that you know that. So the NBA was good stuff. Man. Yeah, that's when. Now I just. I mean, I guess it's people like maybe hate the Warriors just because of what they did with their dynasty. But fatigue, I mean, I, I, warrior fatigue, maybe. I but... love them. I love, I love Curry. <laughs> I love their brand. Um, but yeah, yeah, NBA just yeah, kind of where we're at. You know, it's just, just not the, not the nope. same. Nope. Not until they bring back the Seattle Supersonics, <laughs> then we'll be talking. Then we'll be talking. So no, that's that's just an interesting <laughs> question. I like to ask people who uh, I like to kind of gauge their fandom a little bit but you're right college college sports so e- much easier to get into the rivalries and everything mm-hmm. pro sports they kind of eh, i guess burrow and mahomes is starting to organically happen mm-hmm. i guess i guess a lot of times pro sports the media has to kind of push it but that one's starting to yeah and then also with, with pro sports you're much more likely to have a you know a guy leave one team and go to the other team where <laughs> college you don't really see that i mean football maybe just because there's so many we've seen you know i some i guess from iu come to purdue true the day it happens in basketball is will be a wild time um just because you know obviously i bet we'll see it eventually i will well. the other true well yeah um but yeah i feel like with like with pro sports it's just kind of it's harder because you know guys are always you know every offseason can true. be a complete rebuild for some teams true True. That's a good point. And coaches can leave teams mm-hmm. and go to other teams. Well, they can do that in college too. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I, I was talking last night on our down our way down to the game. We got to talk about football, college football a little bit. I was saying I'm gonna have to root for Louisville against uh, IU and Notre Dame at least mm-hmm. next year. So 100%. I don't know. I you know I I right, in Notre Dame. Oh yeah, yep. ACC does. ACC, yep, it's, yep, yep. Yep. it's at Louisville. So um yeah, but besides that, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm very thankful for what Jeff Brom did the Purdue program to turn around. But part of me is still gonna have a tough time rooting for Louisville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, uh, any more thoughts going into Saturday's matchup? Probably didn't want to watch the game. Just gonna be such a nervous wreck. Well, and your fiance is uh, an IU grad, and she likes she IU basketball. And she watches she the games. I mean, she is a she fan. Does, so, yeah. although so she's. That- She's been uh, a little jaded from the Archie area, so Archie Archie era. So she's still like, when things sure. start to go south, she's definitely quick to be like, "Oh, game over." <laughs> she thinks I'm always in reverse psychology, which I'm not. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I am. Um, 
but so like she's like oh we're gonna like, get blown out i'm like absolutely you're not like if you guys get blown out i am running laps around the house because it's it never happened in my lifetime for us to go down there and just absolutely wax them it'd be great i, I would love it i love a boring game if we were just telling them by 25 the entire game um but yeah it's it's it'll be a, a tense situation i've already told her like regardless of what happens in the game i'm we're like we're not it's saturday night not doing anything like i may change my tune if we win and be happy let's go out let's go do something but if we like if we lose i'm gonna be a miserable sob the rest of the night yeah, no, it, it's funny how sports can do that to us. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, some people can say, you guys take sports too seriously. We probably do, but oh, we do. We, we've grown yeah. up around it, and it just, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I don't know. It's hard to explain to somebody who just yeah. doesn't understand. I mean, when you, when you put the the time i mean obviously it's yes we're watching and all the, but yeah like this but like when you put in like the amount of when you when you only have so much time to do certain things in your life and you invest this much time into you know one thing or you know a few mm-hmm. things i guess mm-hmm. um or you know investing money into tickets you know buying right. you know the, right. the, the merch or the right. you know the apparel um and then things don't go your way you know you're i think you're okay to be upset now obviously we've probably all done some things that we regret doing when we're mad and you know whether it's I've know, broken a phone I'm, before, broken a phone. <laughs> Thanks, Blake Griffin from Jim Burr. Yeah. Scaring my dogs last year, screaming my head off. Um, doing things like that. Obviously, you can take it a little overboard, but right. yeah, I, I, I mean, it's like everybody has their things that they get passionate about, and you know, ours just happen to be sports and it makes it more socially acceptable with some people. But I've also talked to some people that's like, I feel like the worst thing you can tell me when I'm like pissed off at a game is like, calm down, it's just a game. I'm like, yeah. just that shut up, it like, makes it, makes it, it so worse yeah yeah um yeah but that's why i've always been a proponent of it's okay for sports fans to say we when talking about their favorite team because like you said we invest time and i know one of our good buddies will go to his grave in in disagreement with me on that but Mm -hmm. because yeah we don't impact the results on the field or on the court Mm -hmm. or or whatever but like you said we invest time and money and energy and without the fans there is no Team. Right. There are no I think even like there are no think, players. even in like college sports, even more so, especially because you've got you know at least for us, for you, like we're alumni, we went right. to the school, like right. you know that's part of the reason we love it so much is because right. you know we we spent time there, you know we were students, you know we obviously so jealous of the paint crew and the football <laughs> the kids in the Rossi Brigade for what they get to watch yeah. this year because when we were there, you know we at least for you. Well, you got to see some really good basketball your mm-hmm. freshman year with the mm-hmm. end of the baby boilers. Um, you know, for me, my junior year was, you know, last place in football and basketball, not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, you, you remember that and you go through it and then you know, remember your, your time fondly as a student. And then now, you know, again, it's still your school and having that, you know, you know, you're meeting someone out now in the professional world of like talking to another Purdue. Hey, when'd you go to school? I, I'm for whatever reason, I always run to people who went to Purdue, like in who graduated in 2001, I'm like, wow, you had a really fun senior year with the Rose Bowl and a Elite Eight, essentially. Um, so it's, that's always, you know, you bond over the sports right. and the sporting events that happen during your time as a student. So, but yeah, absolutely. That's what makes it so much better. And that, well, I guess for maybe that's why for pro sports, I'm not as invested because, you know, I mean, obviously you are probably more you more so than me, but like, you know, we're from a small town in Indiana. I'm not a Colts fan. You know, I'm not from Indianapolis. So it's not like it's my city, my team. It's just like, I picked the Bears because that's who my dad cheered for. And I'm going to go roll with it. You know, obviously I love the city of Chicago, but, you know, it's not like I have no, you know, ties. It's not from some, some family, but it's not like I was born and raised there and saw the city rally around a team and all that stuff. So that's what makes it harder for me to cheer for pros teams. Well, even my Bronco fandom, I have Purdue to thank for that because Kyle Orton. So, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I'm probably the only person in the world that can say that, but, um, 
that that's my dream guest for this podcast by the way is to get 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 the neck beard on here but absolutely he did do life life uh the life is purdue podcast mm-hmm. here so never know never say never never, say, never never say never but any other thoughts uh about boiler basketball also good luck to the women this weekend mm-hmm. they're hosting the hoosier lady hoosiers on sunday the third sellout in program history and first, first since 2000? 2000 yeah that's wild it's awesome yes um tall task you know the lady hoosiers are a really good ball club they've lost one game all year um first place in the big 10 i saw the standings which is weird because they're 11 and one and i was in second at nine and one i'm like how have they played two less games already that must have been a code situation i'm not sure but that's another team that's balling out caitlin clark she is who she is incredible to watch mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean katie gerald's two ranked wins last week obviously you know one of them was a kind of a, a reeling ohio state team but still top five road win ever in program history, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's definitely got that program in the right direction. You know, hopefully I mean, they played them tough last year at Mackey. I think IU might've been down a player, but I mean, Hey, packed house, you know, hopefully they can, some Mackey magic can help them out. Yeah. She's so, she's got the program so far ahead of schedule in year mm-hmm. two. It's, it's ridiculous. Bright, bright future ahead for the lady Boilermakers. And then football, not a whole lot of news. Signing day was this week. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of surprises. I mean, um, Gilbert Divas Lyman, four star from Cathedral, flipped to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, was reading, by all. was reading about that today. Last week, it was assumed he was going to go to Kentucky. Then, when Purdue got him in for a visit, it went so well. Purdue thought they had him again and then flipped. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he was ever fully committed to Purdue, it, yeah, even with the previous coaching staff. I just even like when he committed, feeling. it still was like, yeah, it seemed really wishy washy. Like, mm-hmm. And then, I mean, yeah, it's obviously, you know, it's a bummer, you know, losing an in-state kid, you know, sure. especially, if, you know, that highly ranked. Um, but I think, I mean, it sucks, but I mean, it's the beauty about the transfer portal. I mean, there's going to be some openings, I'm sure, on this roster after spring ball. So we can, you know, as will a lot of other teams, so we'll be able to hopefully maybe get someone that can maybe more of an immediate impact player right away. Yep. Use the transfer portal to plug holes. Mm-hmm. Not build the whole team around like some programs have done. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, particularly basketball, um, not so much in football. But I did, I did think it was interesting. I saw Colorado football, Coach Prime. Of course, they I think end up with the twenty first ranked recruiting class for high school, but their wow. transfer portal class is like one. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they got I think two or three five star uh, former five stars that flipped from different schools. So, mm. yeah. Let's give you an update for some scores as we're as we sit here currently at. What eight thirty seven p.m. Eastern time? Ohio State's down twelve with nine forty seven to go, and Michigan's running away with it against at Northwestern fifty five thirty nine. So they are. That felt like a must win game. Not only, I mean, I guess you could make a case for Michigan, but I thought it was must win for Northwestern because they're mm-hmm. starting to. Uh... Third February is tough. Yeah. Um, let me see. Let me pull it up because yeah, they've got Michigan. Then they're at Wisconsin, at Ohio State. Then they host Purdue, host Indiana, host Iowa at Illinois at Maryland. Like that could I mean it could do them in. <laughs> I know Lenardi right now has eight Big Ten teams in his I don't tournament bracketology. Like, I can't see. I could it. see I mean, six. Yeah, probably seven. But I could. See I feel like there's gonna be just so much cannibalization that you know, you know, someone. <laughs> Carl on YouTube. Probably from Michigan. <laughs> says OSU down equals great day. <laughs> Is this the Michigan guy we had in our pot? We had a guy. No, no, that, that was. Say, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that guy's name. Um, um, no, I mean, 
Yeah, I just feel like with like just the I mean, you look at the standings right now as it sits before all these games with final. You've got two teams with seven wins, one, two, three, four, five, six teams with six wins, two with five, one with four, two with three, and then Minnesota with one. Purdue's got eleven. There's just so much. Unless like a couple teams can you know kind of separate themselves, it's going to be just a lot of cannibalization to where you know you've got a lot of between you know you know maybe nine and eleven to eleven and nine win teams um, that you wonder you know is that going to impact uh you know the amount of people that um or the amount of teams that can get into the tournament especially you know depending on what other conferences do carl's from lafayette all right let's go just despises os OS (laughs) he says purdue all the way i can respect that big time yeah it'll be interesting i think i think the big ten's gonna have a lot of seven to ten seats in the big ten or in the big ten in the ncaa tournament (laughs) yeah yeah it's gonna be really interesting really interesting um, score prediction for Saturday. Got to do it. And, and player of the game. Got to do it. Oh, I don't feel good at all. I mean, I've, I've been telling people I would not be surprised to see an IU double digit win. To be really? Honest with you. I would. Yeah. I just would. because I just because I feel it's just such a buzzsaw. Like, I feel like, I mean, it's just a buzzsaw type environment. Like, I don't know. I mean, it makes me even skeptical. Like, I man, I was terrified, you know two years ago when they still had Archie on their team and we took care of business. But I, don't know, I just feel like I just have nightmares of Fuchifino, like everybody going off from three, uh, you know, Edie getting in foul trouble. I'm assuming just, you know, the worst, the worst, but I think <laughs> in the end, pretty playing pretty good defense lately. Um, I was hoping we could hold Penn state the less than 60 last night, but they got a late bucket. Um, Purdue 72, Indiana 66. Player of the game, Zach Eady asserts his dominance as not only the National Player of the Year, but Big Ten Player of the Year, and we can shut this conversation down. And, you know, I wonder if your PTSD or an anxiety of Assembly Hall, I mean, for the longest time growing up, we didn't see Purdue win Assembly mm-hmm. Hall. I think it was, at least my recollection, oh, the 0910 season was the first time I so saw I Purdue like, win there. Yes, it was Robbie and the boys, yeah. Mm-hmm. But since then, well, and then and then starting with the um, uh, one of the AJ Hammond's years, I get my mm-hmm. years mixed up. Since then, we've done pretty well down there. Yeah, so. I don't know if it's just maybe just me just trying to cushion myself. So like, if we just, just like, hey, okay, you predicted this, like, are you, yeah. you thought this was gonna happen? Like, you know, don't get you know, too upset. Even I will be furious if it happens. But um, it's just, and I think, and again, I know we've talked about this internally in our text messages about like trying to buck this mindset but it's like i'm like i know God, I, wish, I wish we weren't number one going into here because it just makes it that much worse if we lose like as andrew said like you know number one loses its headlines everywhere if number two loses it's you know it's a it, you know it, there's a segment on sports center and it's a little blip on the bottom of the screen but when number one loses it's it yeah. leads sports center um yeah. not that everyone watches sports anymore anyways but you know it's headline news everywhere um but we got to embrace the new mentality of being number one because it's happened and we've we're unanimous. So it's happened back to back well. years, happened Play twice like this it. year. I mean, it's I like it, you know, I think I think Purdue fans just, you know, just got to have good things happen and mm-hmm. they'll get used to it. You know, maybe a win Saturday changes a lot of people's mentality. You know, I yeah. still think I mean, if I mean, you if, just, yeah. just get the one final four, it switches the mentality of everybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I know if, if we, if we can get out of assembly hall with a win on Saturday, um, that'll, I mean, the, it's going to change a lot of thoughts on what the season could potentially be. Um, I mean, not like Indiana's, I mean, they're playing well right now. You know, they're a little inconsistent. I think to be considered, you know, 
a final four contender. They could be, I mean, they have the talent they've got, you know, I mean, when you look at both rosters, they've got Hood Shafino's a five-star trace was a McDonald's all American four or five-star depending on the service you looked at Malik renew four or five-star depending on who you looked at. Um, uh, Tamar Bates was a five-star on some services committed to Texas decommitted when Shaka left. Um, so they've got more five-stars than painter has or Purdue's ever gotten in the history of the program on one roster. Um, so they have the talent, you know, but I think we play as a better team, but if they can go in there in that environment with that team, um, I, we can, I think, start talking some bigger picture stuff. So I'm trying to avoid. Well, that's the thing though. More years than not. I feel like you look at the rosters on paper and Indiana has the more talented roster, oh, yeah. but yeah, Matt right. finds ways to coach circles around them, mm-hmm. which yeah. once again, that's why we're blessed to have Matt Painter as our head coach. Cause I really don't think there's too many better out there. Yeah. So, and the guy deserves a final four. Well, he deserves mm-hmm. more than that. He deserves a national championship, but he deserves a final four as a starting point. So, mm-hmm. oh, for my prediction, I'm going Boiler 77, Indiana 69. That would, if we, if we can, if we can, like, the last, like, minute just be like, all right, this is done, like, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Let's see what Carl says here on YouTube. He says the team is different, embarrassed to lose, and it angers them. Purdue. 78 Indiana 64. Sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. Yep. It'll it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. We at least it's four o'clock. We have a little bit time to relax Saturday before the before the game gets going. So Evan, you are frozen on my end. Now you're back. You're back. I gotcha. Yeah, sorry, I'm not sure. okay. Yeah, it was my computer was freaking out for a sec. Oh, you're back. You're back. You're a little so pixelated, but I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> you hear me? You got me. Yep, I got gotcha. you. You good? Yeah, can you hear me? Sorry. Yep, yep, I got gotcha. you. Okay. No, sorry. No, I, it might not yep. be you. Streamyard has been having Streamyard has been having issues this week, so I've seen other podcasts that have been struggling on Streamyard. So it might not be either one of us. Um, Carl says, "Fan, fans, since nineteen sixty-five, never seen anything like this." Wow, he was ra- he was around for the sixty-nine running them out. So I sounded that. That's saying something. That's saying something. So. Uh, which oh, speaking of which, we, we, we didn't chance talk about the jerseys we had on Sunday. That's exactly what I was gonna say. You read my mind, so um, they're <laughs> my favorite uniform. My favorite uniform set Purdue has currently. Yep, it's everything we've wanted. Um, great, you know, great video to introduce them with Mount there. Um, except the fact that he was wearing a blue Under Armour pullover, but a hey, Mount does what Mount wants to do. Um, but yeah, they were absolutely gorgeous. Um, they were they look great, um, played great. I hope we wear them multiple times this year. Yeah, we wore the last throwback quite often, so I think mm-hmm. I think this will get worn quite a few times over. I think I think the current I don't know boiler uniform said something about this current set of jerseys should last the next five years, mm-hmm. and I I uh, believe what he says because he is a yeah, great account I mean, to follow on Twitter. So. Kind of seems it's kind of the trend. I mean. We got the last, I mean, last year's we just finished up and we got those, you know, kind of what middle of the Hammonds era kind of. I remember because they wore those. They were, we got those with when Rayfell and Hammonds were, I think, juniors or 
something like that. And then mm-hmm. they lasted until obviously this year. So, yep. Yep. So, yeah, they were awesome. We went on the script uniform for a long time and exceeded my expectations mm-hmm. in the in the, pre- the presentation video is pretty cool too absolutely i don't think uh brayden or and uh fletcher are gonna win oscars anytime soon but uh still still fun uh carl says saw mount with aba pacers at fairgrounds coliseum age 12 at the time now that's cool that's cool. that is really cool that's really cool Fairgrounds Coliseum, wow. Throwing it back a little bit. Yeah. I love it. Well, if you're not sure what to eat, you know, 4 o'clock's a weird game time. It's mm. it's, a little, it's past lunch, but it's it's early for dinner. But, but during the game, it's going to become dinner time for, for most. Consider getting yourself some mad mush. If you use promo code break, promo code break five in all caps b-r-e-a-k-5 you can get five dollars off any order over twenty dollars or if you go in location to pick it up or to eat there and watch the game just tell them the boiler breakdown sent you you can also get five dollars off your order over twenty dollars and when it's february like i said february 2nd is groundhog's day we got a new pizza of the month which this month it is the chicken cordon blue, which I probably don't have to go over the ingredients for most of you because you know what chicken cordon blue is, but I'm <laughs> going to anyways. It's Swiss cheese topped with chicken, ham, bacon, and mozzarella cheese served with a side of blue cheese starting at just $14. So get yourself two of those and you are set or just get yourself one and a cheese stick. That's what I recommend. You got to get yourself a cheese stick or two or three. Um and you'll be good to go. And that's uh, Mad Mushroom, of course, right there on, on the campus of West Lafayette. And they also have two other locations in Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Their newest location just opened up on Sagamore Parkway. So go check that out if you haven't already. Great food, great people. Mad Mush, feed your head. Tell them where they can get some boiler gear uh, for the game, Webby. Absolutely. You, know, you can head on over, whether depending on if you're in Indianapolis or if you're somewhere else and you want to get some good comfortable clothing head on over to the shop i uh, would be in person uh they got one location in uh broad Ripple, one in carmel uh, or obviously they've got an online store the shop indie.com great shirts they released uh two shirts for the when they released the script jerseys um i was actually from our tweet from our account gonna, gonna tweet at them asking hey we're getting shirts for this but i was like you know what give them time they're gonna have something and then sure enough like an hour later they they're always it. on it they're, they're always on it, on it. Um, look great. They've got a white, and if I see what's really cool is they've got the what would have been the away gold from back in the, the old gold back in the day uh, for the Mountain Era. So great, great looking shirts, and they pick one up. Um, they've released a couple of things as we've you know as the, they actually made the shirts that the team was wearing last night for the Project Forty Four. I thought that was really cool. Um, really cool to see them doing things like that. Uh, starting to release shirts for Indy Five Hundred. May's right around the corner. Um, it's a big time for them. Exciting time for them. Um, great quality shirts. They've got you know hoodies. They've got. I was actually wearing the Purdue drum script hoodie last night at the game. It was very warm, but it was worth it. Um, <laughs> it was very warm in Mackie. Well, it was cold outside, though. It so was cold. It was, outside. Good, yeah, it was yeah. perfect. And then I didn't want to take it off. We got it in Mackie because I was very comfortable until the game started. And I was, <laughs> it's fine. Um, look good doing it. Uh, Drinkware, sweatshirts, shirts, hats, stickers, whatever you got you know, or whatever you need, they got it. Theshopindy.com. Use promo code BREAKDOWN for 25% off your entire order. Yes, sir. And actually, they just released a new thing. They've got um, kind of a. Like, um, kind of like a rewards club. I'm going to pull up here so I don't mess it up. Um, uh, where'd it go? 
So they now got the shop rewards. So um, obviously doing different things, you get different points. Different points to give you different more rewards. If you just have to get two hundred shop points, if you place an order, you get five dollars or five points for every dollar you spend. Following them on Twitter, following them on Instagram, get two points. Like them on Facebook, sharing it, sharing on Twitter. We're gonna get a lot of points. I'm sure I'm sharing on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating a birthday. If you get a, if you refer people, you get fifty percent off coupon. Uh, they get one and you get one. So no excuses. <laughs> no excuses to get some discounts. That's what I'm hearing. Absolutely. So sign up. Great people, Purdue. You know, actually, the owners are Purdue grads, so yep. why not support them? There's, another, there's a lot of a lot of great apparel's, you know, clothing apparel or apparel lines out there now, kind of you know promoting Purdue stuff. But um, this one happens to be boiler owned and operated. So and Evan did an interview with Alex. If you want to mm-hmm. go check it Last out wherever year. you listen yep. to your podcast, which by the way, if it's Apple Podcast, go ahead and give us that five star rating and a review. That really helps us out. We'd really appreciate that. And also, you can follow us on all social media, like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boiler Break Pod, and subscribe to our YouTube page. Uh, we're always doing these podcasts live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Then they come out on the audio platforms the next morning. So uh, appreciate all the support. We love doing this. Um, any closing thoughts, Webby? Just win. Just come out with the win on Saturday. I don't really care how we do it. I don't care if it's 30 to 28. Like, oh, just, boy. God. I mean, it's somehow with a 2019 game with Carson. It was like, what, yeah. like 49 to 47, something was, like that. Like, it, it was in was the 40s. Awful. It was ugly. It was awful. Matt Harms game. Yeah, Matt Harms game, yep. Um, just just win, baby. Just win. Like The great Al Davis, just win, baby. Oh, see, come on. <laughs> Raiders with the IU episode. Come on now. I, I never gave my MVP, by the way. That's um, true. My MVP is gonna be, you know, I'm gonna ride the hot hand this week. Mason Gillis, gonna do right. it. I'm not saying he's gonna hit nine threes, but he'll hit four. He'll hit four threes like on that. Saturday. Like that. That'd so be huge. Yep. He's, he's he's gonna turn into a new sharpshooter for Purdue. So let's uh let's boil her up, hammer down, beat the Hoosiers. Boil her up. <laughs>